I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey meant for but few. Take my hand and we'll ramble with Reverend Campbell and Nine Senses Devilish Crew. Welcome to Nine Cents. Nine Cents is a satanic perspective of our modern world, and I'm your host, Adam Campbell. I'm being joined today by a Den Arden of militant eroticism. How are you, my man? Why do I think this is starting to feel like we do it every day? <laughs> is it that bad? Did that <laughs> sound <chore>. bad? <laughs> uh, yeah, like this is a chore. We do this all the time. Ah, no, it's not a chore. It's more like, ah, yeah, you know, got this thing I got to do. I do it every day. You know, no big deal. <laughs> Do it in my underwear, scratch my balls. So, therefore, like I'm masturbating. Doing there we go. Yeah. It's like masturbating. It's exactly what it's like. There's always a little bit of anticipation until you start doing it, then it's just the same old rhythm. <laughs> a little ball play, and you're good to go. I haven't jacked off in three days. I'm starting to have wet dreams. <laughs> well, they're not really wet, but, you know, if, if I didn't wake myself up, they would be. Nice. I, okay, no good. this is, by the way, it's February 22nd, we have a great show for you. I really <laughs> have, I, here's a dream of mine, is being able to not touch anything or do anything and just from willpower alone, <laughs> like a superpower, ejaculate. Like, that is what I want to be able to do. Why? <laughs> Why? Why would you well, it would be a great party trick for one. <laughs> I'm never going to one of your parties. <laughs> hey, everybody, look what I can do. You know what? You're you're gonna outdo Adam Cardone with that trick. <laughs> hey, did you order the pale ale? <laughs> oh, that's just. just... Yeah, man, I, I think that'd be awesome. All right, um, all right, let's talk about the show really quick, and then we'll continue revving here. Uh, we're going to start with the Nine Cents Letters. Another one of you wonderful listeners gave us an interesting question. Posed, I should say, an interesting question. We're going to talk about it. An infernal informant, Giuliani, breaks a taboo and has nothing to do with his mom. And authorities regain control of Texas prisons from inmates, which I suspect has something to do with their moms. And, of course, Aden Arden's in the house. Militant eroticism, episode 21. What are we calling this? <laughs> transgenderism the full frontal lobotomy oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> well I'm looking forward to that uh, we're going to save the best for last in this case um, let's uh, let's talk a little first here so I teased in social networks if you're paying attention in social networks we have a new contributor the deal was signed in blood this morning that's right our own <laughs> our own <laughs> the Church of Satan's own warlock, M.A. Mandrake. And you will know him from his essay submission of... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to sound like a douchebag because I can't remember. Uh, he has an essay 
I'm going to have to look it up. This is terrible. Uh, on the Church of Satan website, you should definitely check out. And uh, the definition of Satanism, I believe it is. And then he also has a website, Between the Horns, which is a bit of a blog, a satanic blog. He's bringing that to Nine Cents proper. So look forward to that. I don't know, maybe next week, maybe the week after. We, we got to work out some details, but uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. You know this gentleman, don't you? I fucking love uh, Michael Anthony. He is <laughs> he's a great guy. I love hanging out with him. I'm so I talked to him yesterday and he didn't tell me I'm gonna have to go hunt that little blackie down and back him. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Uh, it was literally this morning that it was wor- even brought to attention and details were worked out and stuff. So he may not have even had it in his head until this morning. I don't know. So but he um, not have anything in his head by tonight, let me tell you. <laughs> 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 I'm still going to back it. <laughs> um, it's going to be awesome. I, I love this guy too. He's He's crazy witty. He has a really wonderful turn of phrase. Uh, I'm going to be talking with him next week to let you, the audience, know what to expect from his segment between the horns what he's going to bring to the satanic table as it were one thing that i i find incredibly fascinating is that uh one how how fortunate nine cents is to have the contributors that we have but how exciting it is to have more and more people wanting to be a part of it because it is something of substance that, that people connect with. That's an exciting thing. And so I'm, I'm really, really excited and looking forward to Between the Horns with Warlock Mandrake. And you should be too. So keep tuning in, people. Um, and last Saturday, uh, yesterday, as this is recorded, Darren Deicide released the final Harsmas session video. Now, this is his Back from the Dead, the Harsmas sessions video series, three videos played in a wonderful cemetery, the Harsmith Cemetery, and they were released. And we had a contest surrounding this. So if you go to 9centspodcast.com slash contest.php, then you can actually see all the terms and conditions of the contest. If you follow 9cents or Darren Deicide in social networks, look for the posts there and share them or retweet them or whatever you got to do. Because if you do, you're entered into... A contest. That's right. This very contest. You're going to get a t-shirt, a really kick-ass t-shirt. You're going to get uh, a record just for sharing. How awesome. Now, of course, everyone's not going to win. And every time you've shared in each of the social networks of each of the three videos, your name gets dumped into a hat. So you have a lot of opportunities. Darren is going to work out the details and we're going to get together and announce the winners and uh, have all the details for that coming up. So stay tuned in future weeks. I don't know. I'm going to try to do it for next week, but you never really know. Schedules is what they is. Um, all right. So bowling with the family. So I've talked about this briefly in the past. My daughter, we just celebrated her birthday and she wanted to go bowling. And I don't... Bowling in and of itself is fine. It's just a stupid game. I don't care. It's the people that really get to me. It's this righteous indignation of the the weekend warrior bowlers that are there every weekend they go in leagues the people that work there they all have this sense of superiority it's it it really drives me crazy but more than anything and, and i thought about this today and this is why in all i despise humanity because no one has a sense of humor about what they do 
Every single bowler there was so goddamn intense and so angry when they didn't get that perfect strike every single time, every frame. And I'm sitting here laughing and trying to have fun with my children, and when they bowl and don't actually make a strike, they're repeating the behaviors of the people in the lane to the left and right of us, which is being all pissed off and, and putting on a little puss on their face. And I'm just like, what? why does it matter? Like, you're not making money from this. You're. This is supposed to be fun. Like, just throw a ball in the other dude's lane and just to break the ice and, and just have some fucking fun. You don't have to take so goddamn seriously. But the shit attitude of every other fucking person bleeds into my kids and it drives me goddamn crazy. I have to work extra hard to push that shit attitude out of them. Ugh. <laughs> fucking people, man. I don't know how so, I... Uh, have you bowled? Are you a bowler? No, I've gone bowling, but I just I can't take it seriously. I'm wearing clown shoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I used to be head over heels for this guy who loved bowling, so we went bowling all the time. And he was kind of like what you're describing. And he'd get pissed at me because I, I would do things like throw the ball down the wrong lane on purpose. Just because I'm like, yeah, this is going to be hilarious. Watch. Watch this. I'm going to piss someone off. It's going to be great. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, I mean, you might as well just, like, fuck their mom right in front of them. If you throw a ball in someone else's lane, they the lose face, their shit. The face that they make? Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. It's hilarious. I can understand why someone would take something like football seriously. I mean, you're getting the shit kicked out of you in tight little pants. <laughs> <laughs> but bowling, what are you going to do? Throw a five-pound ball at somebody? Ooh, now that's a sport. Let's play catch with bowling balls. <laughs> I love it. I just love it, and you know, I mean, obviously, there's technique to bowling. There's there's a level of skill to the game, so it's not like they're just slobs, you know, throwing something like horseshoes. <laughs> I don't know that's gonna piss some people off, but I I just if you take it so seriously. And you can't actually enjoy the game unless you're having the perfect game. You need to stop because it, it you're actually defeating the purpose. Like games are supposed to be entertainment from the mundane reality of life. And you're making it a fucking horrible experience for everyone around you and for yourself. It's just it, That's why you find people that work in jobs that they hate doing it. They just hate it. And they won't do anything about it. They're just self-defeatists. They're just automatons of misery going about their lives just like change it man if you can't laugh at your mistakes if you can't enjoy something just on its on face value if you have to dive into every little knit and gritty have like little uh special shoes or a special shirt or a special hanky or else you can't do the game stop just stop what you're doing Get laid and relax. <laughs> you are taking things way too seriously. Have you seen some of these people? I don't think sex is in the cards for them. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, I mean, I think, I think it's like um, like my dad's buddy. He's in, uh, you know, just a bunch of guys get together and they play baseball. And they all mm -hmm. take it very seriously. I love that, yeah. But it's nowhere near as crazy as what you described you know i mean yeah they get like shit man i should have done better blah 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 but in the end they just it's a bunch of guys getting together 
playing a game that they love and having some beers after, you know, get, get mm-hmm. away from the family type of thing. Um, yeah. And I, I can understand a bunch of guys getting together, putting on bowling shirts or a bunch of couples or something uh, just to go have fun on a Saturday night. You know, like, hey, let's go bowling. We all like bowling. We're fairly good at it. And they go and get drunk and have some shits and giggles in their clown shoes and their ugly brown 50 shirts. <laughs> but you're, you're right. There's there's a difference. You know, there's a difference between, you know, going out and having a good time with a bunch of your buddies and loving the game enough to forming a little club around it, like a bathhouse, or... Mm-hmm. <laughs> going right back. <laughs> I will keep throwing that out there until I go. But... <laughs> And then, you know, going there and freaking the fuck out when you have no intention of um, trying to do it uh, competitively. Yeah. You know, then I can forgive someone for like, ah, oh, fuck, I didn't get a perfect score. Well, yeah, that's their job. They're, they play, they bowl professionally. Mm-hmm. Money's on the line. And their t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and their t-shirt. Uh, we, we had a, a really hillbilly family to the left of us it looked like three generations so grandma parents and kids and like the the grandfather was crazy serious none of the kids said anything when he was up and he didn't make his strike i mean he, he knocked down like eight pins he turned around grim face i mean just like someone just kicked him in the balls or something and he didn't want to show any emotion he was just like you know, just the rage underneath the surface. No one said a goddamn word. As soon as he got a strike on the next frame, everyone was cheering and excited. I was just like, he has trained this family not to talk to him because of his inability to manage emotions and to enjoy the very game that he's supposed to be enjoying with his entire family. Like, this is insane. It's not a competition. It's not a, a league game. This is just a family outing. Like... What kind of a miserable life does this guy lead? It's ins- it's just really crazy, crazy, crazy. People as a whole take themselves too seriously. Have some fucking fun. Make fun of yourself mm-hmm. and everything that you love and make fun of everything that someone else loves. That's the sweet part. <laughs> yeah. Like you and your love of boobies. You're a sick man. <laughs> <laughs> it don't stop at the boobies. <laughs> no, I, I mean... For me, like, I'll get up there, and I had a couple lucky shots. I'm not a bowler by any stretch of the imagination, but I do play from time to time. Um, And I got a strike, and I turned around, and I was excited, fist in the air, and my kids and wife are arguing at the table. No one saw it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, no one's watching. I I make a point to watch every single one of your guys' turns so that I can share in your experience and not one of you is looking and so the next frame when it came around to my turn again i threw it out there and i literally knocked one pin over because i'm a pro i'm a master and i turn around and they're just like staring at me like oh what is he gonna do and i throw my fist in the air i'm like i got another one and they're laughing and everything but everyone next to us was thinking we're crazy like why is he cheering he only got one pin but i just thought it was a funny little moment you had a homer moment like no one was around for that are you kidding me (laughs) bastards Though I am an active member, I do not speak for the Church of Satan. 
Should people who hold religious beliefs be allowed to vote since it is quite likely that their vote may respect an established religion, therefore possibly paving a way for a law respecting an established religion? Also, should the people who hold the position in governmental offices or wish to be allowed to hold any religious beliefs? Huh? Interesting. Interesting. So what do you think about this, Aden? Oh, I emphatically disagree with this. Well, it's posing the question. So you would say no? Yeah, uh, no. No. Uh, absolutely not. No, your, your religious beliefs are uh, none of my business. And besides that, when, uh, when people exert an authority, they, they're using a, a moral judgment that is also partially based on facts, or at least let's let's take that for granted. It, it uh, I don't, how do I put this? It's um, I, I can't rob anybody of their value system. Uh, I can disagree with them. So mm-hmm. really, it's don't just don't vote for them, and you're exercising the same kind of authority. Well, except that their decisions matter more than yours. <laughs> uh, but no, and, and to ban someone from uh, an, uh, a, a government office uh, because of their beliefs, it's terrible. It's a, a terrible thing to do. It it does remind me of... Um, well, this is the way I see religious people, predominantly Islamic Judeo-Christians. They want to be martyrs. <laughs> Now, some of them strap bombs to their chest, but others just like to socially complain about being victims. This would be playing right into that narrative. I I don't want any Christians, any Islamists, Muslims, I don't want any Jews voting because they're going to further their religious ideology politically, and so they're now... You know, let's put a big R on their chest for religious and let's just move about our life and have every atheist. Here's the problem. We we don't live in an atheist society. As sad and as painful as it is to admit, we live in a predominantly religious society that believes in invisible people. You can't argue that's the reality. So if anyone had the chance of stopping people from voting... They would stop us. It wouldn't be the other way around. So if it's not a could or will, it's a should. Well, I responded to this gentleman. And first of all, let me let me also say thank you so much for asking these questions. I really do appreciate it. Uh, not only does it give us some really wonderful content to sort of banter about for the show and make it a little bit entertaining for all of you, but uh, also the fact that you would want to hear what we say. You know, it, it's a privilege here. I really appreciate it, people. Um, we. We live in a society, and obviously I'm talking about America, this is where I live, and so this is how I can speak to it, um, that doesn't establish a religion, but respects the rights of everyone to have religion. And so by denying that part of the population the right to vote based on their voting for their conscience is irrational to me like i would never want that to to happen to me so why would i do that to them and it's illegal so you know we can't we can't discriminate that way uh what i what i don't like you know we have a major party and a secondary party that's devoted to 
predominantly Christian religion. So you have your religious right, Republicans, and you have your Tea Party, which is the right of <laughs> the religious right. And they vote predominantly because of their Christian religious beliefs. That's just part of the game. Like, you just have to deal with that. If I could make a law about this, my law would be, you cannot run on a religious platform. That's what I think is the because, And you could actually police that, too. If you go into your politicking, starting off with Jesus and how God looks down on the sinners, you just can't <laughs> be a pastor. You can't be a politician. That's actually directly in contrast to our in entire American ideology. You cannot do that, even though it's done right now. In my world, that can't could not be done. So it wouldn't matter how people voted individually because you wouldn't know if the guy was religious or not because it would be illegal and he'd be tossed out of the race if he ever stated his religious beliefs. So then you would actually have to vote on gasp. Hold your breath for it just a couple more seconds. The issues. You would have to actually like see what this person was about and then vote how they thought about the actual issues rather than their religion. And... I know I'm, I'm a bit of a childlike optimist in some cases. In this particular case, that actually might help us a whole hell of a lot. If we could just say, it doesn't matter. You could be a voodoo priestess. You could be a Taliban insurgent. If you're running for office, you are not allowed to mention it. Ever. You have to run on the issues that are facing the society that you're uh, being elected into office in then things might be dramatically different in this country than they are right now. I, I do not worry about any religious group. And may, let me ask you, Aden, do you, I know there's, <laughs> this is so ridiculous. I know there's been some isolated towns and states that have uh, even uh, more than one that have uh, outlawed Sharia law through legislation. Are you ever worried about uh, a, a religion becoming established legally in our country. No. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. It doesn't concern me. Um, people voting because of uh, the, the candidate's religious affiliation, that, that to me is, uh, it doesn't bother me either. Uh, because if it wasn't that, it'd be something else. I mean, people vote yeah. for a Democratic candidate just because they're running on uh, the Democrat ticket. Very true. So it's, you know, people banning these little things, like you can't say what your religious affiliation is. Uh, then they're just going to turn to something else. It's people who just... You, you can't make laws to prevent people from making stupid decisions. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't oh, if that we could. <laughs> if we could, good God, that'd be wonderful, but we can't. <laughs> we can't do it. It's, you yeah. can't force someone to go to the doctor when they have cancer. You can't. I, I don't like the fact that you, you, have, you force people to get insurance. <laughs> uh, to, to me, it's, it, it's a... It's a symptom of the same issue, uh, but forcing someone to say what, uh, I'm sorry, forcing someone to not say what their religious affiliation is, it, that, that'd be on par with saying you can't say which party you belong to or what your favorite music is. 
because people will vote for you based on those things. And that's why they have a, they have a, what are they called? A, like a parent's counselors, this kind of tie, these kind of shoes, scuff yeah. them this amount, wear this kind of suit, do, do your hair this way, because it will appeal to these kinds of people. And these kinds of people generally vote in this kind of direction. And this kind of direction tends to look like this. Uh, oh my God, that's so, that's so much fun. I love psych. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love witchery. Anyway, uh, um, so if it's not one thing, it's another. It's it's you you can't you can't do it. You won't get anywhere. You're just going to redirect the the behavior into something else. The only argument that uh, there is probably that when it comes to religion, people get uh, far more fanatical. But you know, Obama says he's a Christian. Uh, his uh, the people who are against him say he's a Muslim. Uh, what kind of Christian is up in the air? He's not even a particularly religious president. It seems Bush was a religious president but you, you see what i mean it's all right oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a christian what kind and how much of one but what kind of religious uh what kind of christian mythology do i adhere to do i believe in the tribulation or do i believe that it's going to ha- um that jesus has a second coming or or that pink it, I mean, that's actually a really good ass. point yeah <laughs> what, you know. that's what i believe in <laughs> mm. I keep telling you, go to the doctor. It's not a pink elephant. It's a prolapsed anus. Oh, fuck. It just can't be. It can't be. It's only a couple fists. (laughs) Not at the same time, Adam. You can't do it at the same time. Don't tell me you're not my mom! (laughs) You have the same argument with my grandma. Ew. Oh, god damn it. So religious. Hey, we have something in common, okay? <laughs> what? What? What is that? Oh, you and your grandmother. I'm like, no, we do not, sir. <laughs> no, we don't. Oh man. Anyway. No, I, I, I love this discussion. It, it, it puts you in some tough positions because you have to realize that if, if you were able to do that, then they would be able to do that as well. And as much as we like to see our reality as gray, where it's no such thing as just straight black and white, or, or gay black and white, you know, I don't want to push judgments on people. Um, there's also, politically, it very much is black and white. It, it's, it's very much a this or that. If you're this, you're not that. And that is what you're going to use to vote. So you're absolutely right, Aden, even if it wasn't religion. It would be something else. And how ridiculous, you know, how far down this rabbit hole can we get before it's literally their eye color or their skin color solely, even though you can argue in the last couple of elections that maybe had something to do with it. It's like that meme, you know, you have blue eyes, blue eyes, mean this. You know how many people actually believe that bullshit? (laughs) People may, in fact, vote on eye color. (laughs) It's silly. Uh, I mean, that's all based on whether or not they vote at all. <laughs> I mean, our our country is famous, if for nothing else, not voting. <laughs> I mean, and but, but complaining that shit is happening that they can't control. <laughs> Which is I, really ironic. I'm one of those people, I don't think voting does anything. On, on a major scale, um, I, I never understood since I was a kid why people flip out about presidential elections, uh, voting for your governor, 
mayor, city council, yeah, uh, senators, people of that sort. You know, the people who actually have more of a direct effect on your immediate environment. Yeah, that legislate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. people who create the laws, you know, not the ones who just veto it. So the president picks the, the Supreme Court justices. Yes, if there's a seat available. And two, you don't get a fucking say in that decision. <laughs> so yeah. what the hell's the point of that? And another one is you the electoral college. Come on. This is not the, the presidents don't win by popular vote. They don't. That. It's taken into account. But should be. Supposed to be. It's <laughs> not necessarily. I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be. Um but you know, they even even when they announce the winner, they're like he won in this category, lost in this one. The people didn't want him. But that's not the way we count votes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's silly. It's um. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a more think uh, think and do local type of guy. But that, I mean, that's the smart approach to it, though. I mean, that's that's how you actually affect something that is going to actually affect you in life. I mean, presidential elections are not going to give you, you know, a zoning law or eliminate a superfluous law. So, you know, locally is the way to go, certainly. And if, if you're one of those individuals who believes in um, adding amendments to our Constitution, that's all done locally. That's not done mm-hmm. in the White House. I mean, so if you actually do really want to affect politics and it's ironic because it's the local elections that get zero coverage even locally i mean you see people picketing or you see a sign on a fence that's it you may get a mailer or a knock at your door if you're lucky but no one ever talks about it And, and and very clearly as shown in this last election no one shows up for them how do you think the republicans actually got the Congress and the Senate. I mean, how do you think that happened? No one showed up to vote. That's where the power so, is. It's in the um, yeah. it's in the Capitol, not the White House. He's yeah. a military leader. I always thought it was funny that you vote for a military leader. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is pretty an interesting thing too. I, I haven't really thought of it like that until now. <laughs> I mean, of course, he's not just a military leader, but I always thought like, why? He's a commander in chief. Yeah. Why the. Fuck! Would you let civilians vote <laughs> for the military leader, yeah. the one who tells the generals and the career soldiers what to do? Yeah. Why not? Because who would know better, <laughs> a constitutional law professor or a dude who's done eight tours in Nam? Like, who would actually know? <laughs> right? You know, That's I did awesome. almost vote for uh, Ron Paul. Though. That I did almost. Oh vote. yeah. Oh yeah, I love Ron. I when he said well, which election? I mean, he's run for quite some time. Um, the last one. Hmm. Uh, no, 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 he didn't run the last. Uh, I think it was the time before last. Yeah, it was the time before last. I almost voted, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, eh, he he won't win. Uh, no, I I love Ron Paul because during an interview, during several, he said, "No, I don't think gay marriage is right, but I'm not here to exert my." morals on other people he's like i think abortion is wrong but it's in the constitution and i don't think it should be removed and then he pretty much said something akin to if you want to kill your kid that's your own business 
I think you're terrible. I think you're a terrible human being, but that's not my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's funny. I love it. So, uh, it, it is, it's a very interesting discussion. I mean, just to circle it back to elections and allowing people to vote or not allowing people to vote, um, I think it's fair game, man. We live in a society everyone should, doesn't, should have the same weight as everyone else. And to restrict that is fundamentally un-American. If you're in Canada, I truly don't know where you're from, so I, I don't know where you're sending this from and, and your mind frame. If you're in uh, Eastern or Western European, sorry, uh, locale, I, I don't know what the situation is, but I can just say as an American... Uh, as someone, as a Satanist who actually has a little bit of uh, ownership and pride in his country, which I have to admit seems quite rare and even at times contradictory, uh, I, I couldn't, in good conscience, move forward with any legislation that would restrict anyone of a right to vote because I know for a goddamn fact that it is so easy to have that reversed onto me. And that would infuriate me as a human being, as a Satanist, and as an American. So, you know, that's that's my answer. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it either. It's um, I, I I shouldn't have the ability to force my values on another. Um, yeah, there just there shouldn't be that kind of uh, authority over mm -hmm. someone else. But um. Hell, if anything, the fact that people are so eager to vote for their religion is probably uh, a powerful little tool because some things that – let's say you – because Republicans are the ones who usually like to throw the Bible around um, right. and some of their policies contradict the religion. You can always throw that in their face. You're saying you vote for this man because he believes in the Bible, but let's take a look at these policies. <laughs> yeah. So these policies contradict our Lord and Savior Christ. <laughs> yeah. So it, that, works, it works both ways yes. here. The Democrats yeah. use it to take care of the poor. The Republicans use it for a more, I'm sorry, free market in quotes because they're anything but free market capitalists. <laughs> so, <laughs> Seriously. Right? But, yeah. Um, yeah. So it works both ways. You know, it's just because someone shouts at the cross or from it doesn't mean two fucks of a goddamn. That should be on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Just because someone shouts at or from a cross doesn't give two fucks of a goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, Adam. Beautiful. I'll put it oh in the man, somewhere. I'm making a. I'm getting a tattooed across my belly. <laughs> It'll take people a little bit to get it. They have to read it, but you know, I'll twist. I'm sure. I'm sure some people. Oh God, that's so gross. You know, next time you find someone on their knees in front of you, they'll have something to do yeah, with their eyes anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't stop with your hands and mouth. Keep going. But yeah. but read. <laughs> Wait, it, yeah, it's like um, it's like bathroom reading. <laughs> like, every, you know, certain parts of my body are working, other parts are bored. Yeah. It's an intellectually challenging. <laughs> Most nice, jobs nice. are not intellectually challenging. <laughs> Oh. Nice. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's good, man. Let's, uh, however, let's move to a little Infernal Informant. Sure. Here we go. 
This is from Communities Digital News. It was written by Al Almar. I almost said Maury. I think <laughs> <laughs> so this is about the comments that uh, the, the mayor of New York did Giuliani about where he called uh, Obama unpatriotic and uh, and uh, accused him of trying to bring socialism and communism to our pure capitalistic society and uh, the backlash he's gotten from that. And the author is arguing that, no, that is not the case. Uh, that's not what he's saying. Well, no, that is what he's saying, and he's not the only one. And it needs to be said because that is, that is what's going on. Even Obama himself in his autobiography admits it. This is more editorialism than actual reporting. <laughs> yeah, no, straight up, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. <clears throat> what I found amazing about this, and the reason why I bring it in here, is not that, you know, on its face, it sets this this editorial up as if it was about um, Giuliani's comments saying that Obama doesn't love America. He's a patriot, he just doesn't love America. And then the editorial is saying, well, that that's, doesn't make sense, you can't have both ways. Obama actually doesn't love America, and he is trying to bring communist ideas uh, based on the people that he'd hung out with, um, as admitted himself in his uh, autobiography. Um, I bring this up because it, it confronts an idea that, that drives me fucking crazy, and it actually speaks to the ignorance of the majority of Americans, and certainly the majority, if not totality, of anti-Americans. And it's that... Unless you are goose-stepping in line with every governmental decision, every idea put out by our politicians at any given moment, you are anti-American. That there's no possible way that you could see America in a different light and still love what she is, her base core values. It's the idea that if it's not the way or the direction or the pace America is currently on, you can't love America if you don't like that. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And that, that idea drives me nuts because what's wonderful about America is that it's filled with a shit ton of contrasting ideas. That's what America is. It is not one town in the middle of the geographic country of America. It is a collection of people trying to nudge it in one direction or another on one given issue or another. And to say that because someone wants to surround themselves with ideas that are different than those you are taught or those that are predominantly considered normal is somehow a bad thing is absurd to me. I don't understand how that's... Isn't that what we should be doing, is exposing ourselves to different ideas and actually coming to some individual understanding of our human experience and mind? No. Oh, okay, no, never mind. you're supposed to <laughs> stay on the same track. Hold on. <laughs> I have to dig deep for this one. Okay. <laughs> you have to stay on the same track, all right? Your ideas cannot be challenged. They cannot be informed by an opposing viewpoint. 
and you cannot debate them, argue against them, you can only argue for them, and you can only operate on confirmation bias. That is America. 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 Butter. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Walmart. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I love it because every time I say in any social network that I'm a patriot or I, I declare my uh, love for my country, people immediately jump on, you don't know, you don't know how bad America is, you just think it's the greatest light on the hill, you're so dumb, and the reality is, is I know exactly how fucking bad America is, I also know that it actually has like some virtues underneath the surface, and that it's those virtues and, and the sacrifice that my generations of uh, ancestry have fought and died for that I appreciate and that's why I love her because she's not just trying to be a good thing she's trying to be a uh, an, an individual she, she, she does things that are considered bad and terrible by the rest of the world that I don't run from I don't hide from I actually champion self-interest and if there's anything satanic it's self-interest and I love that about America. So no, it may not be popular. I may not even fucking like it. But it is done for our own self-interest, for the betterment of our own country. And as long as you see it with open eyes and you realize that yes, there's going to be some bad things that America does. And no, if you're a patriot, it doesn't mean you have to agree with every bad thing. You can still love your country. Like, this idea that Giuliani is putting across is absurd to me. Because Obama says he wants to fundamentally transform America in a, in a time when we had invaded a another country, toppled it, and that country is still feeling the repercussions under ISIS fucking boot and heel right now because of us is crazy to think that that is the way that we should always continue and move forward with. You don't have to agree with America or any given political idea in America to love what America is. In fact, I would argue that if you do follow lock, stock, and barrel with America's current political idea, you're a fucking sheep and you shouldn't even be considered a fucking American because the core of what it means to be an American to me is to be in your own right a terrorist of ideas you don't want other people telling you what to do you would rather stand on your own two feet and you are willing to fight for it that is where america came from taxation without representation <laughs> this is what we came from and we fucking fought for it and to think that just because you disagree with one fucking time that America lived in, that somehow you're now not an American, or you're not a patriot, or you don't love your country, is a fucking absurd! It doesn't make any sense! It's contrary to what it should be. Okay, I'm stepping down. <laughs> Vote for Reverend Adam Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I want people to challenge, but that doesn't mean you don't love it what it is. Like, disagree. Fucking argue. Hate it. That's what makes America great, is the dissenting ideas, not the universal acceptance of ideas. America is adversarialism. It's, um... Yeah. It's like the courthouse, when people say, you know, you know all the facts weren't there or something. You know, and, and I... And I say, or when the death penalty comes up, I say, you know, it, it's, um... 
it's funny. You, you seem to labor under the illusion that uh, uh, that our systems operate on facts when they don't. They operate on opinion, popular <laughs> opinion based on whatever facts you can gather. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, I always thought the idea of patriotism was the commitment to the ideals or principles, um, which means argue, argument. This, <laughs> if, if, I wonder how many people actually sit down and watch uh, congressional sessions. It's a bunch of old men fighting. Yeah. They're just fighting. That's all they are. They're, they're, you know, it's a bunch of people fighting. Everybody's arguing, and that's that's the point. That's the beauty of it. You, know, you go to the courthouse to argue with your neighbors or to argue against an authority. You go, I love this, from the book Starship Troopers. Uh, political authority voting is violence. It is intellectual <laughs> violence. It is yeah. force. And how we figure out the best ideas in true ape fashion is by who can beat the shit out of yours. <laughs> yeah. Whose <laughs> ideas are stronger than yours. Unfortunately, people aren't smart enough to even enter the fight. So you have a bunch of fat people eating McDonald's and just throwing hamburger wrappers at each other. Yeah. But, uh, Might as well be their own shit. But it's, I thought, I thought it was funny when he kept saying she does this and she does that, meaning America. Yeah. No, people, you put yourselves in this place. I'll, uh, I can complain all day long, even though I don't vote. I like George Carlin saying, no, I was at home jacking off. The only difference <laughs> between you and me is I have something to show for it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I love that little thing. That's great. Uh, because when people complain, they're like, oh, well, I voted for the other guy. And then you point out the, the platforms of each. And you show that there was not too much significant or fundamental difference between the two. You're like, no, it doesn't matter which way you voted. You ended up with the same stinking shithole. Because yeah, it's a different animal mascot. <laughs> right. People, you know, they're still playing fucking baseball, you know? <laughs> people don't go to the platform with any real ideas anymore. They go up there to win. This is, people become politicians not to change things. Maybe that's how they started, but it's um, ambition. There's nothing wrong with that ambition, but come on, let's be a little bit honest about it. Uh, now, the, it's this whole "he doesn't love America" thing. It's it's silly. It's um, it's stupid. It, that statement is meaningless in and of itself. Hmm. <laughs> what do you love? Yeah. The land, the people. How could you love <laughs> the people? Really, Giuliani? Yeah. You you ran New York City. You love the people who live there. Are you kidding? <laughs> Did we walk down the street? Have <laughs> <laughs> you met some New Yorkers? If the traffic and the laws are anything to go by, no, you don't love the people in New York City. <laughs> Destroy the counterculture. <laughs> the, you know, the people who built the city and made it interesting. <laughs> you sterilize them. Yeah. You don't love New York City. That's what you don't love. <laughs> and one can argue New York City is America. Eat that. <laughs> I like the way one of my buddies puts it. Uh, America is nothing but Miami, Detroit, Los Angeles, and New York City. Everybody else is just kind of there to fill, to fill the gaps <laughs> and to wear the moo-moos. <laughs> and to wear the moo-moos. Oh, my God. Northern Michigan. All the men wear flannels. All the women are in moo-moos. It's terrifying. Oh, man. It's absolutely <laughs> terrifying. I laugh. My mom wore moon news. That's, that's funny. It's true. I should put you right, um, 
Psycho parody with you and the moon <laughs> with a wig. Oh my god! I know what I'm bringing this summer. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's turn from that horrible image. <laughs> uh, let's do this next one. Okay, so this is from Mashable.com. Authorities regain control of Texas prison from inmates, and this is actually from the Associated Press. And so, um, essentially, what happened? Um, a Utah-based company manages a Texas prison. That Texas prison, according to the inmates, wasn't meeting the medical needs of the inmates. And so the inmates staged a, a bit of a uh, protest. They set some of their rooms on fire and they gained control, injuring some of the, the individuals that worked there, their guards, and even some inmates got injured. Um, and now this article is speaking to how that... Uh, um, that uh, private company actually regained control of this prison. And uh, yeah, it, you sort of on its face, that is the entirety of the story. Um, what, what do you think of this, Aden, without getting into it at all? Uh, you know, when I, when I see things like this, uh, prison riots and whatnot, that, that's not, I'm sorry, that's not the part that interests me. What, what does interest me is why the fuck does a private company hold any control over a prison? <laughs> this is free market capitalism, man. This no, is, this what... is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, this isn't the only place in Texas that does this. I mean, there, there's a lot of states that have private corporations operating a for-profit prison system. And that, that one phrase... For profit is what disturbs me. There's mm -hmm. uh, several documentaries about ju uh, judges, for example. Uh, a few are paid consultants for these prisons. Mm -hmm. I think one was arrested. I'll have to find the article and uh, send it to you. Um, but the more inmates, I'm sorry, the more convicted uh, offenders that are sent to this prison the more money that they get, you, you're, it's an incentive mm -hmm. to convict people. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this, is, this is America. This is the way we is. Right? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I agree. It's absolutely insane. Now, even though prison is a place where you're supposed to lose your, uh, your political privileges, like voting, um, and you're supposed to lose the right to protest. Uh, that's one right I never thought you could really take away. <laughs> so it's it's great when you're not satisfied with something and you uh, and you um, destroy what you can to get it back. But I wonder what medical services they weren't satisfied with. Did, did your belly hurt and we didn't give you um, thermoflu? Is that <laughs> the problem? <clears throat> Well, see, and this is the way I see it. I mean, it's because that is that is, I think, a common thought is that these are prisoners who are being punished by society for crimes committed against society. Rehabilitated. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. Some people see it as rehabilitated. My big concern here is how bad could it have been that they did, in fact, burn their own fucking houses down. And you would think that if this was a common method of um, 
of, of protest. If, if, if all prisons were as bad as this, why aren't all prisons on fucking fire? I mean, it does speak to the, the idea that this must have been seriously bad, that the prisoners themselves would risk their lives rather than sitting in what can be considered quite a cushy situation of writing out a sentence. Now, <laughs> it doesn't really shame me because it has nothing to do with me, but I have family members who have done time. I have friends who have done time. Prison is not that fucking bad. Like, I know we as a society build it up to be nothing but a rape fest. It's not that fucking bad. People get through it. So how bad was their experience that they had to burn their fucking house down in order to make a statement about it? Oh, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't care if I had a hot tub in my cell. I have to answer to someone. I have to do things on their time, and I can't, I can't make any money. Even, even the prisoners who sell um, you know, millions of copies, they're, they, they're not allowed to touch that. That money is not theirs. Mm. You're not allowed to earn a living. Um, not allowed to vote. You lose a lot of yeah. your political authority. You have no. You only have the basic human rights, so the, the right to life, really. And even that, it depends on what you've done. <laughs> and depending on where you did it. So That's actually a really good idea as well. What? Um, I'm sorry, I was going to... Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. I was going to let you finish before I jumped on that bandwagon. Oh, but it, it doesn't matter how cozy it is. You have to answer to somebody. Can you imagine being locked in a little room for five years... And having to, um, you can only piss, shit, shower, fuck, and eat and sleep when you are told. And that's that's terrible. That that I don't I don't give a shit how much free cable I get. There's only so many years I can sit there and watch Sally. Right. <laughs> it's true. My point is that that has been going on and is going on in so many different locations in so many different states so many different individual prisons that don't set fire to their houses why is this one doing that so i mean do you see my point like it's not common for prisoners to gain control of said prison for a period of time because their medical attention which is the fundamental idea behind this um riot is so bad that they feel like that's the only option they have. Like, how bad? Like, how? I want I want more details from this art. Like, I want to know specifics. Because from where I'm standing, because not every prison reacts this way, I have to think that there's something special, something horrible about this particular one. Well, and now I'm forced to realize or analyze, is it because it's a privately for-profit prison? And the inmates may not necessarily actually should be there? Or is it because they're cutting costs where they shouldn't be, i.e. basic human rights and dignity? I mean, either way, it doesn't come out looking good. Well, it's a low-level... It, it says it's a low-level prison for illegal immigrants, mostly. Which I always thought was kind of funny. You, know, you, you, you get an illegal immigrant, what do you do? You put him in an American prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that's the answer to save yeah. tax dollars. Put him in a prison. But um, it says Carl uh, Tacky, a staff attorney for the ACLU's National Prison Project, uh, 
His report included instances of overflowing toilets and sewage seeping into sleeping areas, unsanitary conditions, and overcrowding. Um, but it's not, I, I think that's the wrong way to look at it, is how bad could it be to spark uh, a, a prison? Uh, I'm sorry, a, a, a violent right. protest. Yeah. It's... Uh, they had the opportunity to. Prison riots happen all the time. How far they go is the question. Good point. The Sing Sing is, you know, that, that shit's locked down. <laughs> uh, this was low level. Uh, low level prisons, they're really not, they're, they're fairly, fairly free for all. You know, mm-hmm. maximum security, you're pretty much in your cell all, all day. Uh, these places let you roam around, but... So they probably had a lot of opportunity. Yeah, it's it's an interesting discussion. I, I like that it brings into the question of um, what's the dif- fundamental difference between for-profit and government-run prisons? Uh, how do they get there and where do they get their uh, inmates? Uh, how they treat where their money is going into the business itself of monitoring and providing for the inmates in these prisons. And it, it, it forces you to look at should all of these prisoners truly be prisoners? Are all of the laws that are pushing these people into these prisons legitimate? So it, it's not just now about this individual institution this individual business this prison it's now a a broader conversation which is what i love about it is that you know this has happened they regain control and here's what's absurd the authorities over the prison is actually speaking to the prisoners to figure out a way to work through the problems (laughs) like are you a prison or are you a fucking co-op building (laughs) I don't understand. Based from this reaction, it's weird. But, you know, that's why I brought this uh, article up. I'd love to hear the audience's opinion, so please shoot us an email, info at 9centspodcast.com. Let us know what you think on the subject. Let's. I'm really excited for this. Let's jump into a little transgender discussion. <laughs> a little militant eroticism. wonder why genies are trapped in bottles? Because they're a bunch of goddamn drunks. And like all drunks, they'll talk to anyone who will listen until somebody puts a cork back in the bottle. So, want a little drunken genie nonsense? Then grab a bottle of whiskey and rub one out. Or tune into Nine Cents the first week of every month and catch my segment, I Dream of Jesse. The top hated and the low browed. With a scarlet passion and proud gospel, I say to you, Thou in sick style of remoted altars, be not of love, but of lust, and to one of those full ears of bellies full. Expand your genital rebellion to vindicate the truth. 
episode 21, Transgenderism, the Full Frontal Lobotomy. I find transgenderism to be quite irritating to talk about because so many people get too wrapped up in the subject, and I can understand how shattering basic notions of biological sex and gender can make an individual very uncomfortable or challenging someone's shattering of it. I'll put my opinion out there to start this off. Transgenderism is a real and partly biological illness that's only redresses corrective sex reassignment surgery. I've gotten slapped and spit on for saying that, though I'm not quite sure why. Oh yes, because you want to have your cake and eat it too. The transgender community prefers to label themselves as outside of the gender binary, instead of saying that they have a birth defect or is currently labeled a mental disorder. Sorry kids, the human species has only two biological sexes, and yes, there are people that exist between biological male and female, they are classified as people with abnormalities, genetic disorders, malformations, and birth defects. <laughs> Classifications matter in order to have a meaningful conversation and to effectively communicate what one is. So I'll first go over some terms. Gender is nothing more than the symbols associated with each biological sex and are a type of advertisement for what is between your legs. Perhaps I don't understand the queer or outsiders of the gender binary because I fit into the pantheon of masculinity. What well, kind of under people like, you know, the Riddler. And, you know, he's no Odysseus, let's be honest. <laughs> Once you move away from gender being the cultural identity of a sex, which vary culture to culture, it can get messy. And so I leave that rich subject to another militant eroticism episode. Transgenderism isn't the rejection of the gender binary. That is a part of the queer movement, but finding that you don't fit into the gender assigned to your sex. You feel, keyword, you feel like the opposite gender and wish to adver um, advertise yourself as such, despite your genitalia. Uh, many confuse transgender and transsexual, so let me make it simple, and I'm going to use the DSM-5 definition of both of these words. The DSM-5 is the newest edition, came out, I believe, two years ago. So the DSM defines transgender uh, as referring to the broad spectrum of individuals who transiently or persistently identify with a gender different from their natal gender. A natal gender is the gender assigned at birth based on your biological sex. A transsexual is an individual who seeks or has undergone a social transition from male to female or female to male, which in many, but not all, cases involves a somatic transition from uh, by cross-sex hormone treatment and genital surgery, also known as sex reassignment surgery. To phrase it more simply, 
transsexuals want to and or are seeking to change their gender and sex while transgenders simply feel like the opposite of their biological sex. Both transgenderism and transsexualism fall under the mental disorder of gender dysphoria, to which the only treatment and cure is sex reassignment surgery. The DSM-5 defines gender dysphoria as the distress that may accompany the incongruence between one's experienced or expressed gender and one's assigned gender. Gender dysphoria is the term that has replaced gender, I'm sorry, gender, gender identity disorder. The latter concentrating on identity being the issue instead of the distress caused by transgenderism. When I discuss transgenderism in this episode, I'm lumping transsexuals in with them for the sake of brevity. When I say that a transgender is either mentally ill or has a birth defect, I'm going along with the current view of transgenderism and including the neurological studies on it. Although there are studies done in sociology on gender constructs, it usually comes across as a history lesson with politically correct leanings. The construct is wrong because my feelings aren't included. <laughs> I am so sorry that what you like isn't described point for point in the categories of your genitalia. But anywho, studies performed by Ramini in 2010 and uh, looters in 2009 showed that brain structures of transgenders are closer to the sex they wish to be instead of the sex that they are. Studies of this sort with similar conclusions are becoming quite popular, and the research is mounting to the notion that transgenders are in fact born that way. This research may be a part of the reason that gender, uh, gender identity disorder was renamed gender dysphoria, so the psychological issue has more to do with the distress caused by the individual's illness instead of their gender identity being the disorder itself. It, it's, uh, if the research carries on in a similar fashion, then the redefining of the term makes perfect sense. Transgenderism couldn't be a mental disorder, but a birth defect, because their brains don't fucking match their genitals. The trans community doesn't seem to be satisfied with mentally ill or born defective, and I'm not sure why. They know something is wrong with them, and that's why many spend many thousands to correct the problem. So what is wrong with saying that something is wrong? Oh, that's right. It's us who have to change, not you. There are others within the trans community who claim queer and do not wish to go through sex reassignment surgery, but instead want to destroy the gender binary itself. They generally dress androgynous because it's not that there's something wrong in your head and there's nothing wrong with your the genitals that you don't identify with. The problem is that the male patriarchy is out for you. That's it. <laughs> so I find it quite funny when I hear these people bitch about not getting hit on when someone suddenly rejects them when they figure out what their biological sex is. But a funny story, I hit on someone once who I thought was a guy when she told me she had a vagina and I re rejected her. This he, she got all high, mighty, and bitchy, claiming I should like them for what is on the inside and what and whatnot. To which I responded with, well, that's the point. I don't like what you have on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't fuck a personality. You fuck whole, not brains. And if you're fucking brains, you should probably go to one of those privately funded prisons. <laughs> These queers will also, I love that I can say that, these queers, 
These queers will also claim, like many do in the greater LGBT community, that there was once a special place in ancient societies for the third gender. And they're absolutely correct. We also had a special place for freaks in a carnival. We also had a special place for freaks in a carnival. And a thousand years from now, people won't say we worshipped freaks because we stuck them in a carnival. Why would anyone think of transgenders as any different? People who didn't satisfy the cultural identities for biological sex had a special category. And we have the same fucking thing today. Transgender, transsexual, hermaphrodite, and homosexual. We still fucking categories the abnormalities of behavior and gender. Oh, that's right. You may not like it because once you were all priests and shamans and got to wear pretty little dresses in a few cultures. What you don't like to say is that this was only true of a few cultures, and it was specifically Native Americans. And even then, even then, you weren't allowed to do a lot of shit. You could only do a few things, because if you did things that were typical of a male or a woman, you would taint it. Those gay people who always got the best end of the shtick. <laughs> That's why we rule, not you. Anyway, <laughs> I want to make my opinion as clear as possible about this. Transgenderism is a disorder where the only treatment is sex reassignment surgery. I get a bit ticked when I come across articles that claim it is the male patriarchy that is forcing this surgery on the trans community. If you like androgyny and think of it as a political statement, that is your own fucking idiocy. The surgery is not forced. It takes quite a bit to get, besides the hormone treatment, which is hell in and of itself. The applicant has to go through extensive therapy and live before the surgery for, I believe, two years as the gender they wish to be in order to make perfectly sure they have to convince the doctors, the team of doctors, that they actually are transgendered instead of a transvestite, plain old mentally ill like Buffalo Bill, or going through a phase or something similar. I fully endorse the surgery if an individual can afford it and desires it. But don't fucking tell me that there is nothing wrong with you while you fucking seek a surgery to fix something that isn't broken. There's nothing wrong with me, but I'm going to spend 15 grand to get my dick cut off. Because, you know, <sighs> nothing's wrong with me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I got 15 grand, I got a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, I only got one of those. Anyway. <laughs> Another claim that I hate is that transgenderism is the equivalent of homosexuality. No! No, it isn't! I am a man <laughs> who likes men. You are something that wants to be something else that has nothing to do with your sexuality. There are men who become women and still fuck women. There are women who become men who fuck men. Sexuality and transgenderism are only together because of our mutual history. We were both beaten up in high school and we got angry at the same time. <laughs> we have a behavior and attraction to our own biological sex and its general symbols while you want to cut out or cut off your genitals. The only thing we have in, co in common, besides our mutual history, is that we get our I'm different feelings around the same age, four to six years old. The age where children begin to act out roles 
through roleplay, that whole playing house thing, which is one hell of a subject for anybody who likes child psychology, um, mm-hmm. in order to develop basic identities. That's when we start figuring out our, our, our basic human roles. I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm this, I'm that, and it means these things, but I don't fit into these things, so how do I include it in my identity? In the end, you can't have it both ways. You're either mentally ill or you are born with a physiological disorder. Pick one, and then be happy in your own skin with medical assistance. As always, comrades, keep your skirts up, your pants down, and no matter who bends over, pick a fucking gender. <laughs> fucking name. That, that was fantastic, man. That was awesome. Good. Does that mean they can mail the bombs to your house instead of mine? Absolutely. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Send all correspondence to denodin at isgonnagetbombed.com. All right. Um, <laughs> This is amazing to me. I see. Here's something I've never really understood. What and and this is okay. So this may be super ignorant to a lot of you listeners and and you again. I come up from a position of thought that we are what our DNA at our core tells us we are. Um, biologically, we all start as women. Is an extra chromosome that makes us men. So why would we think that that single chromosome that defines our gender would then inform everything else about us psychologically, uh, etc.? So I, I just, it's amazing to me that, that there's people that think this is like just a made-up thing or it is just a perversion. Like I, I love how you approach it in that you say it's a uh and correct me if i'm wording it incorrectly a mental disorder which only with the only remedy is uh sexual reassignment or the removing of said gender right yeah yeah that's the only therapy doesn't work i mean it's in your head it's uh it's just it's it's um it's it's kind of like a personality disorder you can't fix those you can't fix it. All you can do is retrain it to a certain extent. If you have narcissistic personality disorder, you can only lighten that a little. You can't really get rid of it. It's your personality. So do you think the individuals that identify as tran- transgenders are offended by the idea of them having some deficiency or disorder because other people have said that or because a society puts some sort of stigma on the word disorder like why do you think that that an individual transgender would be offended by that idea when its solution is the same solution they generally want to go through anyway i i can for, i can forgive and understand and empathize with someone being offended when they say oh you're sick mm-hmm. um you know, that, that, that does hurt to say there is something fundamentally wrong with you. Um, but, but my thing is, there is something fundamentally wrong with you. This isn't like homosexuality that come to find out every animal does it. <laughs> uh, this, this is something completely different. <clears throat> um, 
and you know something's wrong with you. That's why you seek a doctor to change it. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't understand what, what all the hoopla is about. Um, but I, I guess I guess you're right. It could be the stigma. Oh, there's something wrong with you versus a doctor telling you, listen, you're sick. Or some transgenders were born with androgynous features or two sets of genitalia, and the doctor chose the wrong one. That's why in Australia now, if a hermaphrodite or an intersex person is born, you have to wait until the child picks their gender. Because come to find out, gender is part is partly biological. It's psychophysiological, if I can use right. Fairly loose term, um, so in because there there are cases of someone having sex reassignment. Come to find out, they were born intersex, and the doctor chose the wrong one. Yeah, uh, I've heard about this. Yeah, which is terrible. It's it's a, it's a terrible thing. So these these uh, so I think I think it could be the stigma, but now it has its own political agenda. The stigma is politicized. This is a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's lumped in with so many other individuals that don't identify in the same way. Like, it, it's easy to, you know, <clears throat> so I'm coming from this to this uh, conversation as a gentleman who's always identified him as straight-ish. <laughs> like, I still find men attractive. I've never... Mm, I, give you a I don't that. regularly <laughs> interact sexually with men. So... It's, I think it's a very different experience because I'm not thrown in with people that I don't identify with. But if you're, um, I mean, LGBT, you're, I, you're lumped in with a bunch of people that you don't fucking identify with. Right. As a, like, as a political and social movement. Like, that would be, if I was thrown in, and, <laughs> and because I'm a blue-eyed white devil, at times I am thrown in with rednecks. I don't even compare the two. I think they're completely different. But, you know, at, at times I get annoyed, but it's nothing compared to what, and you know, pulling out a, an individual transgender individual versus an individual homosexual individual's experiences being just like, oh, you're the same. Like, that would be infuriating to me. It's irritating. I, I don't like... When a transsexual says um, we're we're the same, no, we have we had once upon a time the same political goals. We mm. wanted to be left the fuck alone. That's how this whole thing started. And now it's not LGBT. It's like three more letters have been added. Oh really? Yeah, it's becoming its own little fucking alphabet. <laughs> I think it's LGBTQ. Uh, what comes Wait, after what? Q? I laugh because I do the same fucking thing. <laughs> it's LGBTQRS. What? W X Y and Z. Exactly. No, but it's getting there. It keeps growing because people aren't That's satisfied awesome with the general categories assigned. These are general categories. Transgender means that. Your dick, or I'm sorry, your genitals don't match how you see yourself. That's all mm -hmm. that means. Transsexual means you're seeking the surgery. Gay means you like to fuck the same gender and you're attracted to it. Symbols and sex, everything. And that's it. these are general categories. Well, I don't completely fit into that because I don't want to. Like there's um there's a musician I like named Sopo Turnus who is a transgender. 
and she doesn't want to have her penis removed. She likes androgyny. Hmm. That's great. That's fine. There's still a fucking category for you. What's so wrong with that? Well, I don't think I should be identified. You can't lump me into one box. But it's a really <laughs> big, vague box. What's the problem? Yeah, that's it. That's narcissistic, I think. That's It's ridiculous. How can I have a meaningful conversation or talk to you about myself or yourself if I have no name for you? Well, that's the mystery of the human species. What? <laughs> what? Uh, that sounds very New Age bullshit. Oh, shove a quartz up your ass and get out of my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is wrong oh, with these shit. people? I want to be identified. I like saying this is what I am. I am mm-hmm. I am the Lebanese, Swedish, faggot, verse, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, miserable little asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all those beautiful words. <laughs> and a lot of them contradict each other. You want to be interesting? Contradict yourself. There, that's the secret. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where do where do you think the the victim stance comes from? I mean, because it's one thing to not fit in and not identify with the rest of the people around you. It's another very different thing to demand that they recognize your difference. Well, I don't know. Probably because it works. <laughs> Victimhood works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not a whole Gandhi and Martin Luther King thing. Yes, we may be the ones who are dumb enough to march into guns, but they are the ones shooting us. And we are the peaceful victims because we didn't shoot back. No, bitch, you're the fucking idiot who walked into (laughs) guns and did not shoot back. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, it it drives me crazy. It's as if... Okay, so I've, I've run into, as you have... A number of different types of individuals that identify as Satanists. And just speaking on the personal nomenclature identification alone of Satanist, it drives me crazy when people demand that they must be recognized and it must be okay for everyone that I am a Satanist. And it shouldn't be a taboo and it shouldn't be something strange. I should just be able to come out and wave my big baphomet and be, you know, have everyone be okay with it. No, that's part of the fun of being a Satanist. What has happened to people? Thank you. Thank you very fucking much. That drives me fucking crazy. I mean, there's an entire religious movement right now. I say religious movement. It's a handful of people in a fucking basement. Uh, you know, the Satanic Temple doing this very fucking thing. I, I, and so, you know, removing the religious aspect. Why do you need to be accepted by everyone else? What about you is so deficient? Sexuality aside, personal identification aside, why do you need to be recognized? What, what, and if the only thing about you that is so special in your eyes is your sexuality that demands your recognition, I say that you are a hollow, worthless individual. Exactly. Like I say, identity has been, especially in that LGBTQRS. <laughs> rest of the alphabet uh, right, right. community your sex uh, your identity has been boiled down to your fetishes 
if the most important thing about your life is that you stick a penis into a hole that people shit out of, you're a dick. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be romantic about it, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And these are the same people who say that I should be evaluated on my merits and my personality. What you fuck is not... <laughs> Is not an achievement. Yeah. There's prostitutes. It's not an achievement. <laughs> if you can buy a Happy Meal, you can buy a hooker. <laughs> or just give a homeless person an empty can. There's five cents. Get laid. It's not an achievement. Oh, Look at this. Yeah. I'm not the yeah. best looking man in the world, and I voluntarily stopped having sex for two months. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sorry, I'm on a rant. I'm ranting. <laughs> Good job, everyone. Look what you've done. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really easy. I find, I, I look, look at the words, identify yourself and just use the language. You don't have to invent all these new words to be more polite. Hermaphrodite and intersex mean the exact same fucking thing. Oh, but I'm so sorry. Hermaphrodite means deformity and medical abnormality. Intersex is just something else. <laughs> so PC. So fucking politically correct. It's, it's that same attitude that destroyed the freak shows. And maybe I'm on this freak show thing because of American Horror Story. That was an awesome season. It was, oh, side note, that was incredibly satanic of a season. The freak. Ah, I haven't seen I, the last half of it. Oh, I swear to God, a Satanist wrote it. But anyway, um, it, it's it's that same attitude that that LeVay aboard it, where, you know, oh, now the freaks have to go to the supermarket and sell their oddity for free. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's ridiculous. Oh, but they're victims. No, 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 no. Victim is an attitude. Unless someone beat the shit out of you and took your money, you're not a victim. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, you, if that person didn't show you a gun, grab him by the ankle, punch him in the balls, kick him in the titty, and then beat the living shit out of them. Come on! This is actually a really good fucking conversation. I I, I want to spend more time on the idea of personal identification of being a victim. Um, I'm afraid that's going to take much too long. But I, I, I do truly believe that victim has nothing to do with sexuality, religious identification, social stereotype, X or Y. It has everything to do with the individual's mental state. And that's it. There, I had a boyfriend in Michigan. And... We went out to dinner one night, and he said, you know, I have something to tell you. I'm like, yeah, sure, you can tell me anything. He goes, I'm, I, I'm a transgender. I'm going to meet with the doctor. I'm like, oh, well, that's fantastic. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, no, kudos to you for having the guts to pursue it. It's expensive and you know, dangerous if anybody finds out. So great for you, but we have to break up. He's like, oh, my God, why? I said, because I'm gay and you're a woman. <laughs> You're, he's, and he understood every time I go back to Michigan I still have dinner with him I'm sorry, her um, there's there's nothing wrong with I, I think, no that's even the wrong place to start I think it takes 
balls. <laughs> Ironically, the very balls you're removing. It takes balls to spend that kind of money and to go through that kind of um, hormone treatment that is hell. And to mm. and depending on where you live, to make sure no one knows. To make sure yeah. no one knows that you went through this in order to be happy with yourself. It's... Um, it's a great thing. My problem is the people who threw the baby out with the bathwater. It's more courageous to say, listen, this, this doesn't fit. I know this doesn't fit. I know that this should not be here. And, so, and they finally have empirical evidence that is backing up that claim. Mm. Excuse me. It's not like the amputation fetish where people think, you know, oh, my arm doesn't belong here. It needs to be amputated. Now, that's just batshit crazy. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course you're supposed to have an arm but yeah, uh, yeah no that's a crazy thing but uh, <laughs> uh, kudos to the people who have the guts to go do that and to fix their issue I'm not interested in whether it's I'm not going to put a moral claim on it what I find the problem to be is that you seem to think that because 1 in 15 people at most uh, wait, 1 in 15? I'll have to check my stats on that. But because a small part of the population are transgender, that all of human culture must change. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. Yes, yes, older societies used to have a special place for you. And you know, India has a special place for people like you too. They're called whores. Yeah. Yeah. They're sure. prostitutes. So if that's the position, the special position where you have one special day a year and the rest of the year you're fucked for, you know, two dollars. Sure, what why not? I'll open a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little cheap to me, but okay. <laughs> and, well, you know, it depends. <laughs> what you can get. Depends on how good looking of a woman they become. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pissed. My my ex boyfriend looked better as a girl than he ever did as a man. Like, well, I got the shit end of the stick on this one. <laughs> and he just got married too he got married last year to a straight Whoa. man who knows that he was once a man and went to the wedding. it was great and I'm like oh look at this I'm watching my ex-boyfriend have a legal wedding in Michigan this is this is all kinds of <laughs> for so many reasons <laughs> well I, I have to tell you Aden this specific episode is exactly it's the personification of what is so fucking great about your segment uh, militant eroticism unapologetic direct honest i it is everything that is great about this is what a segment should be for anyone who wants to write an essay anyone who wants to have an opinion <clears throat> use this as a basis honesty being direct, not shying away from potential uh, uh, backlash, not trying to sugarcoat individual ideas. This, it's difficult. It is not as easy as you may think it is, but this is what you should be using as your guide. Milton eroticism with an N or Den. Uh, Den, can you tell people, the good folks listening, where they can find a little bit more about you online, maybe check out some of your research, etc.? Yeah, sure. The research articles uh, I post on the Militant Eroticism Facebook. And uh, any comments or questions, email me at adenardent at gmail.com. 
um, or message me through the Facebook page. I check both fairly regularly. Uh, and that's about it. But, you know, any bombs or weapons you want to send me, send them to, um, you know, the other side of the country, please. <laughs> Where you gonna- know what? There's a whole ISIS thing happening. Send them there, please. <laughs> No, you're, you're the priest. I'm just the citizen. You have to take responsibility for what you put on the air. Nice. <laughs> I will gladly, I will gladly take responsibility, even though I do none of the work for military. I, I have to, I'm honest. I love your segment. I absolutely love everything that you've put out. I'm so goddamned impressed, and I'm so goddamned excited about your book that's coming out soon. So everyone look forward to that as well. all right and that is going to do it everyone for yet another show we do truly hope you enjoyed it we have gone long (laughs) much longer than anticipated even with the content that i cut out for the cutting room floor but it has been worth it thank you for sticking out with us uh we would love to hear from you as you know it inspired this week's uh infernal informant i'm sorry um, nine cents letters. Everything is blending together. Uh, it keeps us going, truly. It, it, your interaction is what keeps us going, and we really do appreciate it. Let us know of any suggestions, critiques, corrections, or general comments you might have. Uh, shoot off emails, info at nine cents podcast.com. You can check us out, uh, show notes, uh, random informational or ideas. Uh, on SatanNet, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, or MySpace. Uh, get updated on weekly topics. Download the show Mondays via our RSS feed at 9centspodcast.com. We're also on Last.fm, Stitcher, YouTube. Send us ratings and comments on each of those places. Help the cream rise to the top. That's right. We are the cream in more ways than one. <laughs> so dirty. And if you'd like to learn more about Satanism... <laughs> And after listening to this podcast, maybe you don't. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully you do. Check out churchofsatan.com. Read the Satanic Bible. Read the Satanic Scriptures a couple times. And remember, the only way we're going to keep doing this is via your interaction. You're sharing it. You're spreading the word. Let's keep Nine Cents going. Let's build a strong empire of Satanists together. Thank you for joining me. As always, I'm your host, Adam Campbell, being joined by... A den or den. One and only, fantastic at Den. and until next week, Hail Satan!